0: And welcome back to another episode of JP and the Beans Talk.
1: Here we are. There's a good energy in the gym and wherever we are all the time. Flex it. Flex that marble tank all the time. Let the guns flow.
0: I know. It just...
1: Happy for you with that marble tank. That's great.
0: No sleeve summer. Sure. No sleeve summer. No need. Catch on that bandwagon. No sleeve summer.
1: No need. What was it? Has it been like within the last... Six years or so, that tank tops became a acceptable bit of outerwear for the the male gender. And I think that's a good thing. It's great. I'm it's glad only been they're in.
0: six years? It hasn't been that long.
1: Maybe I've dated myself a little bit. Maybe it's been more like 10. It may have been a little piece. It's been long enough where... It's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. There was a time where it just wasn't okay. But now it is. It makes sense. Yeah. It's better... I'll, I'll say it this. It makes you think some things. It's huh? better than the homemade cutoff. Right? Where you got the t-shirt and then you're just taking the scissors and trimming it up. Right. Because folks got carried away with that. Like There was a thin, thin layer of cloth between person and uh, in the skin. Not enough. Tank top, I think, has kind of brought a little welcome uniformity, a little class to the the gun show. Taking it from the Wild West brought it into the 21st century a little bit, and that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Not a bad thing at all. Not a bad thing at all. Well, hey, it's been a little bit per usual. We had those uh, you know, those sick youths that tend to bless They always bless pop them. up, don't they? <coughs> they? They can interfere with things a bit. Not intentionally, but they do. They just do. But we're healthy. We're back. That's it's great. Matters. And we just watched the last episode of Obi-Wan. Whew. So I think we might talk about that maybe forever. Yeah,
0: forever. Yeah. I think that's the only logical solution.
1: Yep. Yep. Forever. Uh, Father's Day has come and gone. Did you do anything special for your dad, Riley?
0: I gave him a phone call. Okay. and then, That's the gift that keeps on giving. And then we played Call of Duty. Come on. Um, together for like four hours. Wow. Or, uh, maybe not four, four hours. Four hours or so? Yeah, about, about three time. or four hours, okay. yes. Um, and we did very well together. And that's how we bond.
1: That's fantastic.
0: Especially when you're in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> you jerkwad!
1: <laughs> happy Love you, for you, really happy for your dad that he's in Florida. Pretty jealous. Pretty jealous. I uh, I took my dad to the College World Series over in Omaha. Uh, your Boomer Sooners, BT Dubs, they're in the finals. Oh, and uh, that's right, the uh, Texas Longhorns went a swift over two and were immediately eliminated. Horns down, baby. First team out. So horns down. pretty good time to be a Sooner fan. The Sooner that. women won the softball College World Series. Sooner men are going to get a chance to play for the Natty in the baseball College World Series. That's impressive. Dude, one of my top three mottos in life, horns down. As it should be. That's in the top three. As it should be. I do got to give a sh- give a shout out for Father's Day. I received a gift that is forthcoming. My wife... Credit to her. She knows me. She went and bought me tickets to a Baltimore Orioles game up in the Twin Cities when they come visiting the old Twinkies. And I get to go with my bud Eric. Eric is a Twins fan, and Eric is a faithful listener to JP and the Beans. So shout out to you, herd! Can't wait. That's coming up not this upcoming Saturday, but the following. What a trip. What a time that will be. We'll see if we make it back. Maybe That'd we be fun. don't. Yeah, should be great. So good Father's Day is overall. A good Father's yeah, Day. really, really well rounded, really beefy, really great. What do you think your dad? What would his ultimate Father's Day experience be? Like if you could be like, Dad, hey, expense is not an issue. You give your dad a Father's Day experience. It's got to include you, right? What would it be?
0: I'd oh, be. <coughs> I would probably. Okay. I'm, I'm back and forth, but probably the best thing I could do is take him to Michigan, Ohio State in the big house.
1: Nice. Nice. That's probably the
0: best thing I could do. And then yep. obviously Michigan winning. Correct. If I take him all that way and they lose, then it's just Kind of soils a, the experience a bit. A rough time. Yep. So yep. Not ideal. That would probably be his ideal Father's Day. Yep. Yep. That's rooting for great. The Wolverines in the big house. So
1: Love that. Love that. Very thoughtful of you. Yes. Yeah.
0: That's Some, great. Sunday, maybe. That's great. But.
1: Well, speaking of fathers, Anakin Skywalker is a father. Terrible one. Not the Not best. a great one. Not the best. Don't think he maybe ever a, had a. Uh, don't think he ever was celebrated, nor should he have been. I hated it, too. As yeah. a uh, <laughs> as a dad. Tough break for Anakin. But, um, you know, he was in this show, the old Obi-Wan show that we just wrapped up. Episode six just dropped today. And so we're going to spend the bulk, if not the entirety of this episode, breaking down the episodes that we have not yet had an opportunity to discuss on this pod. So we're going from three all the way through six. That's a salty four episodes altogether that we get to discuss. I am very excited about that. Because normally we just do two
0: episodes at a time. That's
1: right. So we're double dipping. This is the twist cone episode. You're not just getting vanilla, you're not just getting chocolate, you're getting
0: both. And now I want ice cream.
1: (laughs) How can you not? Okay, so we just saw episode six, that's really fresh. Here's what I wanna do. Okay. All right. Yep, I'm with you. I want some really general, not deep, but really general, your overall response to the show as a whole, okay? (coughs) Okay. And then we're gonna dive in episode per episode. And then we'll pull that lens back again and do a deeper dive into overall how we felt. But just initially, real quick, about 30-second version, what would you think of the show?
0: Honestly, I think episode six makes it all worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Puts a nice little bow. Yep. Gets the meat in there. Yep. Probably the best lightsaber fight we've had in 15 years. It's um, up there. Suck it sequels. <laughs> um. And especially to you, Ryan Johnson, who thought it was a good idea to not have lightsabers clash in a a Star Wars movie. So, I really hope you don't get your trilogy. From the bottom of my heart,
1: I hope you don't get it. (laughs) Here's what I love. Because of that atrocity. We are on opposite ends of that. I would love a Ryan Johnson trilogy. I would. I mean,
0: as long as he's not doing Jedis and Siths. (laughs) If he wants to do some weird, like... Hey, the rebels are here. Ta-da! Then he can do that. I don't care.
1: Ryan, you keep being you. Don't let the haters get you don't down, buddy. Don't you do? Don't let the haters get you down. You Jedi, stay strong.
0: Don't do a Jedi Sith movie. You do whatever you want. You don't deserve it. You do whatever you want. No, blank check. You block it. <laughs> you want you want to know who else lost it and for good good things? Is the Game of Thrones writers? You want to know why? Because they blew it on the rest of Game of Thrones. Big so, shame,
1: big shame. Yeah, they won't be getting any Star Wars content. The fact that content. you
0: laid that egg of an episode eight, no, you don't get a trilogy out of that. Punish the man. Take it away. I'm way more excited about Tyka's Star Wars movie.
1: I, I feel I feel a little bit of the dark side in you right now. I feel like there's a little bit of that bitterness where you're kind of like Anakin coming home, with like my mom just got killed by Sand People, and instead of finding a peaceful way to process that, I feel like you're ready to go, you know, whoop some Tuskins.
0: Oh, I was going to say kill kids, but yeah. No, not that.
1: Don't do that. (laughs) You're not there yet. You're not there yet. You're trending that direction. You're trending (laughs) that direction. Sorry. So overall, you liked it. Overall, you're saying, hey, look, a fan.
0: I love Ewan McGregor. Yes. To the day I die. He has my full heart. So yeah, if he wants to keep doing what he just did, Mm -hmm. fantastic. We saw Obi-Wan come back into his prime he actually progressed as a character in this entire show mm-hmm. which i got a little worried might mm-hmm. not happen there was a genuinely good character progression yeah we got we got con a it's little great. glimpse of, of his ghostliness we'll take it thank you we'll take it like now i feel like if we ever see obi-wan on, if we ever see ewan mcgregor's obi-wan again like we're getting obi-wan we're not getting yeah. old crinkly ben we're getting OB1. That's great. So it was good. Yeah, I liked
1: it. Okay, so you went past 30 <laughs> seconds. We'll allow it. We'll allow it. Sorry. It's okay. Well, we, it's we okay. Did, we we went off a couple had, of rabbit we trails. We did
0: veer off just, just a bit. bit. I yep. I, I got chose got to upset. pick the bone with Ryan. I got upset.
1: I'm okay. sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Bad I'm friend. I'm sorry, too. Bad friend. Okay, we'll be okay. Um, I liked it a lot. I really liked it a lot. And my expectations coming in were sky high. I still don't know... Just because I'm processing, did it meet that level of expectation? Uh, probably not. That probably would have had to have been like one of the best shows I've ever seen. But it was really good. Like it was really solid. I think there are plenty of nits to pick. But overall, overall, it was really doggone good. So I enjoyed spending my time watching each one of those six episodes. And as you said, episode six really tied it off very very nicely we got the character progression that we must have must have and so a lot of good things to a lot of good things to discuss but overall well done kudos
0: and real quick i don't think it's fair to hold it to a crazy standard going in
1: agreed like that's unfair totally agree you can't you can't be satisfied if that's the case right like you're that Alabama fan that says, "Hey, we got to go undefeated, to win the national championship, in order to just be satisfied. You can't even be happy. That's just so you're not right. upset." Right. Yeah. No doubt.
0: Like that's why. Just when it comes to Marvel or anything like this, you just go in with zero expectations. Mm-hmm. So that way, when you are bummed out, you're really bummed out. <laughs>
1: You know, you just saw Morbius,
0: right? <laughs> or Craven the Hunter, which is Ugh. which news has revealed that he's an animal lover in this movie. Cool. So now cool. I will be burning Sony, Sony Studios to the ground. So Great. I just need the address.
1: You just gotta follow through. I'll get you the gas and the, and matches. the P.O. box. Yep. And uh, done. Yeah. Done. Love it. All right. So let's dive in to the episodes. We'll come back to the finale once we actually wrap up episode right. six. So episode two, where we left off, saw us with Obi-Wan dealing with the reveal for him that, hey, BT-dubs, Anakin is alive. Our girl <laughs> Riva had just sabered the Grand Inquisitor. Through Apparently, s- one of the two stomachs. Right, one of Which, the two. Like the, the cow man. That's the only way I can rationalize that is he's a cow. He has multiple stomachs. Makes so. sense. Okay. He
0: does look kind of like a cow. So
1: Yeah, great great for him, I guess. Good, good for you, bud. He bounced back uh, as expected. And so then we transition into episode three and Obi-Wan's dealing with the, the repercussions of that knowledge, right, of timeout. I thought that that part of my past was literally dead only to find out that one of his dear friends, his former Padawan, and the source of so much of his anguish and now exile Not dead, very much alive and very much hunting after him. Um, I know we touched on this a little bit in the previous pod, but I just have to repeat what we said before. I loved that they were that explicit with the fact that Obi-Wan was not aware that Anakin was alive. That was a very strong move by this show to remind us, the audience, that even though we're in on the joke, so to speak, we have that knowledge, that insider info. Obi didn't. And that was really well executed at the end of episode two. So, again, just another hearty well done from me to you, dear showrunner. So episode three, Obi-Wan and Leia on the run, okay, needing a little help. So they come into contact with some, I'm going to call them rebel forerunners. Like the rebellion is not a thing at this stage, not officially anyhow. But there are individuals that are clearly at work against the empire trying to uh, trying to work against it uh, what did you think of what did you think of the dynamic in episode 3 between Obi-Wan and Leia like Obi-Wan is still very much in PTSD Obi-Wan mode Leia is still kind of leading the charge how would that strike you
0: it felt better just because you know you didn't have leia being like who are you why get away from me ah. no so it was like
1: flea had been killed in episode two right
0: and then she can uh she can kind of tell that she knows a lot more that he knows a lot more than he's leading on sure so it's kind of cool to see like like just having obi-wan be like i see a lot of padme in her i thought mm. was really cool to yes just, like acknowledge yes. the fact that Leia and Padme are very, very similar. Right. Like, so I think honoring the past was really, really executed well here. Yeah, Um, the,
1: kind of the emotional callbacks to Padme were unexpected, but really strong.
0: She feels more like a (laughs) 10-year-old.
1: So, and,
0: you know, we didn't have to worry about her running away and not getting caught by grown adults. So... (laughs) I'd say I'd say they they uh, they end up bonding really well throughout the show, like mm. I think that really develops quite nicely. Yep. But, and then mm. uh, yeah, because then she gets captured at the end of the episode.
1: Yeah, that's. Uh... And he's like, I gotta go get her. I feel like there's. If I can pick a knit, I think there's some missed opportunity in this show in terms of really fleshing out the origins of the rebellion. It didn't it didn't feel like that was done at a particularly high level to me.
0: Right, but I also don't think that was the intent.
1: Agreed. Agreed. I think they're saving I'm being a little probably picky, very much nitpicky. But I would have liked to have seen some of that action. I
0: think Andor will be what that is. And Mm, Andor is where you will see the birth of the rebellion actually start to form.
1: Right. Right. (coughs) Excuse me. So in this episode, Tala comes into play. And what I did like about her character that we learned in episodes three and then especially in episode four was that she wasn't always... Uh, a double agent. Her origin was actually as a agent of the Empire. I thought that was a good twist, right? right? She wasn't someone that came into the Imperial forces for the express purpose of of the subterfuge, of trying to become a spy for the early stages of the Rebellion, but rather she was a part of the Empire, part of that Imperial force, drinking the Kool-Aid, so to speak, and... Uh, <laughs> And then ended up turning in favor, a lot of the Kool Aid in favor, uh, in favor of the fledgling rebellion. I gotta say, like again, the gal, the young gal that played Leia, there was not a time that she was on screen that I thought, boy, she's, she's out of her league here or overmatched. Like that was, that was well cast and well executed on her part. Her, her and
0: that lady that was bad and good. Mm, are probably mm-hmm. the two best actresses in this show. Yep. And the kid might take it away. And, like, I was way more interested in young Leia than I was in Reva. Yep. Hands down. Yep. So, props to the little 10-year-old girl, Vivian.
1: Good job, Viv. Way to go, Viv. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of Reva in this episode. Uh, and to your point that you made on our previous pod just still just the one tone right Right. one tone um and and i gotta say this like that's not that actress's fault that was really frankly the writing mediocre writing like they just didn't give her character much to do other than show up and cry and and be pissed be angry um i I think they would have perhaps and we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here done better to reveal her origin Earlier, much earlier, right? Right, don't wait till episode five. Why not do it in episode three so we can have a stronger? Because everyone doesn't like the character Mm -hmm. until
0: that, and then you're like, right,
1: then there's some reason to empathize and attach. But anyway, we'll get into that a little bit later. Big set piece for episode three, of course, was Darth Vader (coughs) coming down, wreaking havoc in the town, and Obi Wan trying to face him up. Obi-Wan, right. I got to say, he used the lightsaber. It was episode three, and the saber got lit, and I was super skeptical on that front. I was putting all my chips on the table saying, nope, there's no way that saber's coming out till episode five at the earliest and most likely episode six. And I was off by a good two to three episodes. So that was a great, pleasant surprise. It was a good feeling. But to whoa, be wrong. Darth Vader wipes the sandy floor. With Obi-Wan, I mean, it's not even that close. No, no, no. It's not even that close. It's one of those contests where, hey, both teams scored, right? But the team that lost, it's as if they scored in the negative integers. They didn't get any points, really. It was more of a, hey, the points are there because you participated. Right. But you couldn't have a a wide enough gap in the scoring margin to reflect how one-sided this battle actually was. Loved how just... Transparently powerful, Darth Vader was like he's he's using the Force to choke out citizens in the city just because. By the way, it was it was genuinely
0: one of the coolest Vader scenes. It was great. He's just like it was great. I'm glad there wasn't
1: any mess around. It was just Vader unleashed, right? Full fledged, full force Vader. Didn't mean to say full force there, but nonetheless, it slipped out. So, yep, it happened. Um, I was really impacted by that scene like that was tough watching obi-wan just get smoked that wasn't fun at all it was sad it was very sad and when vader lights up the hot coals to drag him through the fire that was rough and super petty oh vader was
0: waiting petty guy vader was waiting for that day that's probably what fueled half of the 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 dark side of the force for him he's like i need to burn him
1: (laughs) yep yep
0: (laughs) which is insane but no vader was dude vader was so good in that episode it really showed off his strength as like just as a sith right like it's just amazing right
1: yeah yeah he was formidable to say the least Probably the biggest nit that I could pick is that for as powerful, for as all-encompassingly awesome as he was and is as a just force, again, I can't get away from the word force. It's just going to keep coming. It's just going to keep happening. I thought the manner in which Tala was able to save Obi-Wan was just, it was just a little too easy. It's like, you know, if Vader really wanted to to stop him there is it really going to be you know smoke that stops him that gets part, in his way i i understand the story has to go on but it felt so transparently like a plot device and less like a well thought out way of okay how does obi-wan get out of this see
0: part of me feels like vader just let him yep let him go i, I like, would have liked I that to have to be been more when obvious. he at his full power sure because it's not gonna this is nothing to me this is like taking out an old dog because he's seen everything. It's his time to go. Yeah.
1: And I can I can get on board with that. I just didn't think if that was the intent that it was explicitly stated.
0: Right, and I'm with you on that. <laughs> so it should have been more like
1: I mean he, he's so show. overpowering that again, for the old, you know, the classic take your pick, you know hero shoots the gas tank and it explodes ball of fire and all of a sudden the hero escapes it was it was that move so i was just a little yet, i was i was whelmed by that yet just that, whelmed
0: yet that guy pulled an entire plane down by his correct
1: head. correct he can't just cast the steam to the side and be like i'm good here look
0: we'll go into this towards the end but i the dark side was a lot really neutered for for plot's sake sure Sure. Plot armor was strong in this one. Yep.
1: Nicely done. Star Wars reference. There you go. All right. So there's episode three. So episode four. Okay. Episode three overall, really strong episode, right? Right. We got a lot of Vader. That was outstanding.
0: And beautifully well done.
1: Yes. It was great. Get him OP'd. Let's show him with all that power. That's outstanding. Episode four, by far the most brief episode of this entire series. Um, And I think between us and I would expect others probably the weakest right. overall this is where we were expecting the uh, the Obi-Wan equivalent of the Rocky montage where he's doing force push pushups right. he's getting himself into shape he's you know he's using Leia as his this is Adrian inspiration
0: Adrian sorry <laughs> Leia <Yep. laughs>
1: um Leia's been captured by Reva right Obi-Wan says hey we got a rescuer okay Okay, so he sneaks into the allegedly invincible lair, probably too easily, but it's episode four, so it has to happen. Uh, and he busts Leia out, and then Riva here, you know, has the interrogation with Leia that was just that—that that was probably the most cringe cringeworthy uh, set of scenes in the entire show. It just. It just felt forced. It didn't feel natural whatsoever. Just wasn't a very strong pairing or setting. It it just the whole scene to me felt very, very awkward.
0: Like you can't intimidate a ten-year-old. No, that's. I don't believe that. it makes sense. And then you put her in a torture chamber. You're gonna torture her. She's ten, dude. I don't. What? You got outsmarted by a ten-year-old kid. It's embarrassing.
1: Yeah, and and again, do, do you want to try and play the card of, well, that was her plan all along because she put the tracker on the droid. Okay, if that's really no, the no. case, we we need more than the thirty-minute episode and the exposition that we received in that episode. It needs to be more obvious. That was episode four was by far the weakest piece of storytelling in the entire, uh, in the entire show.
0: In my personal opinion, that is what <coughs> we in modern times. Call an ass pull. hmm She pulled that out of her tuchus. Mm-hmm. It was like, I planted the thingy. <laughs> I planned it. Don't count me, please. That's what she did.
1: Yeah. But And, and then, Obi-Wan got his power like It was restored. a back fold, but it was like It was strong enough that it was there there was not a progression there. It was right. he went from barely being able to hold his lightsaber upright to all of a sudden he's able to hold off an water. entire body of water that wants to compress this tiny glass tube there was just not a not enough of a progression like beginning of the episode right it shows Obi-Wan trying to trying to flex a little bit trying to get the force to respond and he can't get it to respond in any meaningful way so the fact that it responded so thoroughly to him without any point between what we saw at the beginning of the episode and that moment i was bummed by that i was really hoping for some kind of a progression training montage didn't get that didn't get that
0: right and
1: uh I, and not a lot of vader in this episode either which after episode three which was thick with vader you just you want more oh vader.
0: yes right yes and for me in this episode and it kind of just leads on to the rest of it it was like why did you have the rest of the inquisitors there? Mhm. They didn't do anything.
1: Great point. The way they were introduced in
0: the first ep- the first two episodes, they're like, "Oh, these guys are going to have a presence." And part 4 I'm like, "Oh, maybe they're actually going to go up and try to fight Obi-Wan or something." Nothing. And then they don't show up for episode 5 or 6. Yeah. So it's like, why what was the point of having all of them there? It doesn't make sense to me. Yep. Um them showing all the dead Jedi, that was never brought up again. Why'd you show that? That makes no sense to right. me. Maybe just to tap into his PTSD some more. But even then, like it was really confusing that they would just be like... Because it, it it's hint, hinted at like it's going to be a big deal. Mm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And then finally I have mm-hmm. to point out, I have not played this game, but Chance pointed this out to me. Sure. That whole episode played very, very slim, similar to the Fallen Order game. Gotcha. He said there's a mission that's pretty much almost exactly like that episode. Fascinating. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, I don't know if they're like, oh, this worked really well in game. Let's bring right. it back.
1: Right. Yeah. And I think the most disappointing part about that episode, again, is when it's that short of an episode, there's so much room for the fleshing out of those those thin plot points where It's like just take another overall five minutes, 10 minutes, and now you've got something that feels a lot more fully baked than than that particular episode. Really, all that happened was Obi Wan got back together with Leia, which, okay, that was to be expected. And now they've got a way, from a plot perspective, to track the whereabouts of Obi Wan and Leia so that we can get closer and closer to the inevitable rematch of Obi Wan and Vader. So not, yeah, not a lot of positives out of, out of episode three. And to four. your point, excuse me, thank you, four, the Inquisitors were such a big part of that first episode, pretty decent chunk in that second episode. It was a bummer to see them sidelined for the rest of the show. I mean, they're so insignificant.
0: And when, even when they bring the Grand Inquisitor <coughs> back for that big reveal at the end of episode five, what they what they bring him back for. Just to show him trying to reason with Vader. That was it. We didn't get him back after yeah, that. So it's really confusing. On what their whole purpose was. Right.
1: Right. So there's episode four. Episode five again, Obi Wan, Leia reunited. And it feels reunited so good. You gotta go there. Feels
0: so good.
1: Mm. They're on their way to what they hope is freedom. Of course, it's not gonna be because they're being tracked, okay? So there's one to there's one to Inquisitor Riva, good for you, dear. Uh, and we get, I think, a very solid episode here with episode number five. We get the origin of Riva, helps to flesh <laughs> out her character a lot. It comes at the expense, I'm gonna say, of having to see our guy Anakin again in the Jedi Temple, just slaughtering kids. Like that's tough. That's tough. Favorite
0: like... part of the movie? <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh I'm sorry. Did no. I <laughs> say that out loud? <laughs> what? Wait a minute. Who wants to do that?
1: I mean I'm trying to remember back to episode three, and I don't I don't remember them showing any of that. And not that they went over the top here in this episode whatsoever. But it was impactful and it was just a really uh, just an unfortunate reminder of how evil Darth Vader is. Right. Right? Like for all the all the hope that Obi-Wan has that his buddy, his good buddy Anakin is still somewhere in that, inside that crusty shell. Not the case. Not the case. That's just a that's just a thoroughly, thoroughly bad dude. Right. Makes it that much more remarkable, come to think of it, that Luke in the distance of episode, you know, six, is able to pull some kind of good out of this guy because phew, I'm not seeing it. I'm seeing a lot of bad, bad dude. And even, I mean,
0: even when we get to episode six, it, it pretty much he's like, "Yeah, Anakin's not in here, dude. Yeah, this is just this is who I am." Now.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, anywho, episode five, Reva and her forces come down to the base where Obi Wan and Leia are hiding out. Cool lady dies. Yep, which yep, totally goes that. down. But what a great way to go! By right. the way, blowing up the a thermal bunch detonator, people. taking a bunch of fools out with you. Obi Wan flexing a little bit more here, right? He's got his he's got his force powers back, so he's taking down you know he's taking down stormtroopers left and right. That was a lot of fun to watch. Um He's giving Reva a hard time. They never actually themselves got to clash obi-wan and reva that would have been i think pretty worthwhile to watch especially obi-wan
0: especially because in the first couple episodes yep they're like she's she's obsessed with obi-wan and i'm assuming yep. they never really still go into why she was obsessed with getting obi-wan i'm assuming it's because she wanted to use him to just to because Vader.
1: right i think that was the but it was never explained I think they tried to go for that in this episode when obi-wan and reva are having that dialogue on right. the opposite sides of the door um i think that was what obi-wan was getting at with that right. with that, that conversation sense. um which I, I don't i don't know how much that really that really grabbed me as far as a, oh reva's playing the long game here eventually she's gonna take a saber to vader like that's her goal like here's what doesn't make sense about that to me she is around Darth Vader often enough where she doesn't need to create a different opportunity to be close enough to saber the guy right like if that's her move lightsaber to Vader uh, help me understand like how 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 is this the best way to get to that point the
0: only thing i could think of yep Is because Obi Wan is a big enough distraction for Vader for him to for for him to drop his guard long enough for her to have that opening. That's the only thing because I think she knows in a one on one fight straight up she's gonna lose. Mm -hmm. Like and it's not even close. Like I think and I mean when she ended up doing her double cross, it failed miserably. Didn't go. What what were you? But anyways, <laughs> besides the point— Didn't go well. No. Besides the point, like, that's the only logical sense that that makes to me is because when in episode six, he could choose to go after the rebellion or he could go after Obi-Wan and he chose Obi-Wan because he yep. thought Obi-Wan was the bigger threat in his head. Yep. Or he had something in his head that he had to prove because now that he's all this, he thinks he can take Obi-Wan, but that— that would be the only logical sense to me from that standpoint is she needed a big enough distraction mm. in the in the force sure. to have that opportunity of sure. him un or cleared up.
1: I don't know. That's fair. No, that's fair. I got to say, and I, and I almost overlooked it. It's a good explanation on your part. I'll take that. Believe it was this episode, right where we get some of the flashback with Obi Wan recollecting his training sessions with Anakin, which was beautiful. And Anakin, Darth Vader, also reflecting on the same duel um, with Obi Wan, and that was really well done. Like I, I don't think that I could have told you coming into this episode or into this series that I was hoping for flashback material.
0: I was hoping for flashback material the entire time.
1: <laughs> okay, you were there i liked that i thought it was really well executed and obviously these two dudes you know time is what it is they've aged between the uh, between the prequels and now but whatever you know whatever digital movie making magic they had to use to de-age probably hayden christensen in particular since he doesn't have the benefit of the beard to kind of and, kinda and hide they behind. also
0: didn't really de-age him that much no
1: no and, yeah. and i was okay with that like i didn't want them to go overboard where they okay. where they landed I was comfortable with okay like he's clearly older than he was in the prequels but I'm not doing a side-by side here's my TV here's my phone going okay well he looks yeah he, well he's about 15 years older they blew this that's what I did no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I liked the the restraint there where they didn't go over the top uh, that still hasn't uh, I, I I keep having like just my PTSD is the freaking Justice League movie where they try to digitally remove Henry Cavill's mustache. God. Still still hurts. Still hurts. So I'm really okay when they say, yeah, that's far enough. Let's pull back. I don't blame you. So that was a great part of the episode. Um, the Vader, we teased this a little bit. How about the Vader ship, stop, pull down, rip to shreds? Whoa. Whoa. Whoa.
0: Is this one word or two words?
1: Badass. That was incredible. It was badass. That was
0: incredible. So cool. Uh, they did Vader justice in the show. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. Just his power levels. is insane. Agreed. It was awesome. Agreed. I could
0: watch that over and over again. Right? Just go to the Vader scenes.
1: Right. It and was incredible.
0: He, and he just. And then when he fights Reva, he overwhelms her. Oh, my. Like, he shows off his pure. Power, and and you can tell like the suit limits him. It would be amazing to see what would have happened if Anakin wouldn't have been torched to shreds. How crazy strong he would have been. None of the physical limitations. If he were agile, holy crap! But just overwhelms her.
1: And I think that was a good a good way to help us as the audience understand like this whole scene, right? The ship pull, but then that battle, if you want to call it that with Reva, because it was exceptionally one-sided again, helped us get a really good gauge for where Vader is in his power set. Like we've had a lot of, we saw that in episode three where he's whooping up on the helpless citizens and a really, really watered down version of Obi-Wan and for him to flex that decisively against a at full strength opponent that thinks they have the drop on him, oh boy, like this guy is this guy's as formidable as it gets. He's
0: like, I knew the whole time. And he's yep. like, you think you just yep. surprised me? <laughs> no.
1: Yeah. Thanks for your service. Here's the second time I've lightsabered you. I,
0: I've used you.
1: Also, he's oh But can we just? He's over oh two is vader on reva oh for two we'll get to that oh for two we'll get to that yep
0: and this is what i was talking about with the plot okay
1: (laughs) yeah it was fun here's the deal episode five was a lot of fun that um that reveal of reva's origin that was really strong the scenes where obi-wan is battling with uh i'm just gonna call them rebels because i don't know what else to call them battling with the Rebels that was really strong that was a great action sequence the battle fight scene between vader and reva that was great the what we got of vader in the episode was great so really strong episode right. overall really really good now reva being able to piece together that 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 transmitter right like, I don't know where she get like it's it's a random transmitter. She picks it up. She hears Tatooine, his children. How does she know it's Obi Wan's transmitter?
0: How does she know it's Leia's dad? Right. And how does she know that he's talking about? Like it doesn't make sense to me. At least her knowing Anakin was Vader makes sense after they flesh it out because she saw him turn into Vader, but like.
1: Here's – I'm just going to kind of think out loud, okay? Here's maybe where it works. The kidnapping of Leah in episode one was orchestrated by Reva. Right. Okay? So I'm going to assume that if Reva orchestrated – which she did, she orchestrated that kidnapping, that she knew who Leah's – Leah, excuse me, Leah's parents were. Correct. Okay? Definitely knew that. Okay. So she sees the transmitter message. She recognizes, hey, this is Leia's dad. But all she gets out of the message... So I'm, I'm tracking so far. I'm on board so far, right? But then she's Leia's dad say... Does he say Vader if Vader finds out that they're his children?
0: um, All I remember like, is... Where, where
1: does she get, like, Owen, right? When she goes to Tatooine, she knows immediately, hey, I'm asking for Owen. Where does that intel come from?
0: Right, because it was... Well, maybe when she interrogates that guy. Or no, but she asked for. She asked for him. Though. Well, no, she asked for farmers.
1: No, she asked for a farmer named Owen. Oh, she did right it, out, specifically out of the gate. Ask. Yes, yes.
0: Yeah, that is that doesn't track because.
1: Yeah, I, I just of, don't. I just don't think it does. I just don't think there is a well fleshed out enough explanation for. I like. I can. I think I can get around or get on board with. Okay, she sees the transmitter. She understands that leia's dad is referencing darth vader has kids okay okay but how she gets from there to tatooine he says tatooine got it got it yep but that's it like it's a freaking desert planet how does how do we get from that information to owen
0: right because if anything (sighs) i don't know because if anything she would go to tatooine waiting for leia Yep. Knowing that Leia was his kid and not knowing about Luke.
1: And doesn't it also beg the question of how did she know that kidnapping Leia was going to trigger Leia's parents reaching out to Obi-Wan to get him out of hiding? How'd she know that? Like, where where did she get her information that... Because in my mind, someone that's pulling that kind of a long game knows that Obi-Wan... And gosh, sorry, I gotta look look him up. Okay. Bale Orgama, Leia's adoptive father, that they have some kind of a pre existing pre existing relationship that Obi Wan doesn't she have to know already that Darth Vader had kids and that Obi Wan separated them to two different sets of families, like If someone's going to kidnap Leia to get Obi-Wan out of hiding, they've got to know all of that ahead of time. She would have had a lot of insider information. Right? right? Yeah. And that
0: doesn't make sense.
1: No. No. The only thing... I just don't think it does. I don't think anything that we saw or were told in this show really answers that very fundamental question of how on earth did we even know that this was going to be effective? The
0: only thing that I could even think of is because it was known that Leia was adopted. Like, everyone knew that she was adopted. And the only other thing that you could maybe track is that Bale was friends with Padme and also friends with, like, Obi-Wan. Okay. So the Bale-Obi-Wan would would have that connection. So she would think, oh, if he's still alive, which he probably is, the way to do that would be to go through his friend's kid. That's the only logical... Sure. Because take we'll take Padme out of out of the
1: because Riva doesn't know like right. doesn't know that Leia
0: is the mom, or she she not know Vader's that Padme daughter. is the mom. Right.
1: Right. So right.
0: Take Padme out of the equation. She yep. probably knew that Bale and Obi Wan back in before the fall. Yep. Of the Republic. Right. Yep. Probably knew that they were close or friends, and that. There had to have been some connection that she knew about prior, and that if anything bad happened to the kid, then then Obi-Wan would probably be the guy she, that he calls. Okay. Probably not knowing that it would come to that.
1: Yeah. I'll say this. Great explanation on your part. That's incredible that you were able to come up with that much. That's really well done.
0: Worst case scenario is the Force. <laughs>
1: I think for for it being such a critical plot point, way too thin. Why do we we have to figure that out? Correct, correct. That needs to. I'm just theorizing. Right, we are just theorizing is the right word for it. That that's something that is so foundational, so fundamental to this show, that there has to be a tangible understanding or explanation and it wouldn't have, again it would have taken that much you don't even have to show you can just tell you can have read that tell us oh you know i actually knew about padme that they had kids and so when i knew that you two were yeah, connected there's that's a,
0: such a pull that's agreed such ass pull.
1: agreed but there could have at least been that and you there wasn't how, even you that you
0: know a big oh.
1: of an information
0: leak that would be like if she knows then everyone and their mother knows true so it's just like, ugh. come on, man. Yeah, yeah. And now to the most important episode, episode, episode six.
1: six. So episode six, gorgeous, finds Obi Wan, Leia, and the rebels flying off the planet. They duped Vader. They had him tear down the empty, empty jet—not a jet, but I'm sorry. Craft ship. Good enough. It's good enough. We know what being, you're saying. Being pursued by the Empire. It's not going well. It doesn't look like they're going to get away. Not good at nope. all. Reva has landed on Tatooine and somehow knows to look for a farmer named Owen. Okay. Also, for some reason, I, I got to pick one more knit, and then I'm going to get off the nits and we're going to start having fun again. <laughs> also, as soon as Owen finds out from his farmer buddy who... Sold them out. By said, the way, hey, there's someone looking for you. Owen goes, "It's cool. She's not coming till nighttime." How do you know that? Like, what? Why is she waiting? The Inquisitors have been in, operating in broad daylight. When they came to Tatooine originally, it was the daytime. They had no problem pulling their lightsabers out in the daytime. But Owen's like, "Nighttime. We got till nighttime." I okay, want, okay.
0: Did he get that information from her, or? Did they just assume that they, they would try to get to the kid when they're at least? Probably when they'd think that she'd think that their guard was down <sighs> at night. Yeah, because they'd be in beddy by sleeping away, yep. and then yep. Luke would just be in his bed for yep. her to kill. <laughs> Which, <sighs> by the way, talk about a dramatic take on things. You go. I thought. I thought for sure. Oh, maybe she'll like recruit Luke and like use him to to take out Vader, and then be like, ha. Huh, you see what I did? I, I used your son to kill you, haha! Ha. But no, she's like, Yikes. I'm going to kill this kid yep. that he doesn't know about, and just get him really jived up. Yep. Does not make sense to me?
1: Okay. <sighs> Moving on from the the picking of the nits, <laughs> I like picking nits. Because <laughs> gosh dang it, it's just it's just like, come on, like how do you night? Uh. Like she, is cool. Reva going around saying, "I'm looking for Owen. Let him know. Won't be till nighttime." Not not till the nightfall. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm into the into the darks. That's what I want. I want the I want the dark sky, no suns. Need the need the nighttime. Alrighty then. Anywho. So that's going on. Obi Wan says, "Hey, I've got to use the escape pod. Got to draw Vader off the trail." Okay, great. So and do we know the planet that he landed on to have the face off with Vader? They did not say. Did not say. Okay, I didn't recognize it from a previous, uh, previous, previous movie. Wasn't that might supposed be to. A Google. There you go. Yep, we're gonna need to Google that one. I'm on it. And they have the rematch that we've been waiting for, and I believe earlier you said best lightsaber duel in the last fifteen years. Oh, easy,
0: easy. You want to know the less the last best lightsaber duel we had, and maybe arguably the best lightsaber duel we've ever ever had? Sure. Episode three, Obi Wan, Anakin. Eat on on. Yep. Uh, it was yep. Mustafar,
1: wasn't it? It was. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's number one. Not even close. The most iconic dialogue in Star Wars history.
1: I hate you.
0: I have the high ground. <laughs> Don't do it, Anakin. I have. There's the There's a lot high better ground.
1: dialogue than that. I. Th- there is. By that's, the way.
0: Best of the prequels, maybe. Missed opportunity. Vader yep. lowers him into that cave yep. and Vader Vader's already been shown to be petty and that guy doesn't go I have the high ground. Right. Yeah. Right. Blown opportunity.
1: Loved the duel. Love loved the blend of lightsaber skills and force powers. I thought that was glorious because you bring up the duel from episode 3 between Obi-Wan and Anakin excuse me, that duel was almost exclusive lightsaber to lightsaber, right? Like there wasn't much in the way of force powers being utilized during that contest. And you know what, if there was, forgive me, it's been a while since I've seen episode three. What I will say confidently is that relative to this duel, relative to this battle, this was by far the highest amount of Force powers being utilized in the midst of a lightsaber duel. Frankly, like I'm thinking more of Episode Two, Riley, where Count Dooku and Yoda are having at it, and maybe there's a little bit of that. Now that I'm just thinking out loud, Episode Three, Yoda and Emperor Palpatine, they certainly utilized a lot of Force abilities right uh, during their duel. So another good, another good fight scene there. But this was, this was just tremendous. This was raw, right? Like they're chucking, freaking mountains at each other causing
0: huge
1: boulders like taking out each other's legs going for the head right when when they had the initial force I'm going to call it arm wrestling contest that Darth Vader won decisively oh yeah loved by the way that he created the pit with the force that was awesome that was sweet that was incredible unique. that was incredible um outstanding and then Obi-Wan tops it with, I don't know, about 50 boulders that he's lifting up via the Force behind him and just machine-gunning Darth Vader with those things, just boom, 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 just peppering him. After being buried alive. After being buried alive, uh, digs deep into the the care for Leia. That's, That's his Force tap right there. That was awesome. That was awesome, and then slicing off half of the Vader helmet so we can finally see Hayden Christensen under the armor. It was sweet. Because for all of the hype of oh Hayden Christensen's coming back, it's like how do you know? It could be anybody right in that suit and that that scene right there where you got to clearly recognize, hey, that's the Anakin that we saw in the prequels, that was incredibly worth it. Incredibly worth it. I still don't know if Hayden Christensen was actually the guy in the suit in any of those previous episodes, nor do I care if he was or if he wasn't, if really all they truly brought him back for was that. Sweet. Sweet.
0: It just reestablished why Obi-Wan is my favorite Jedi.
1: How can he not be? Oh,
0: my God. If he's not, you're making was stuff so up. so cool. That whole fight was just glorious mm-hmm. and the way I, I mean and by the way one of my favorite things vader's done throughout the show is stopping lightsabers with the force Chapers. is that not the coolest thing ever that, that's really great who needs really to block great. it with another saber nobody when I else can just has done that do it with the force
1: yep yep yeah
0: just oh man i don't know it really goes to show too, like the differences in how they use the force too because sure. he goes for brute strength yep and Obi-Wan there's a strategy and there's yep. precision to what he, which force moves he's using.
1: Right. Darth Vader's trying to overwhelm with the right. sheer weight of his power and Obi-Wan has enough and it's just it is it's a very emotional move. It's a I'm ticked, I'm mad, so all I see is red, I'm just going smash. Right. And Obi-Wan has some passion behind it but it's so much more well controlled and orchestrated that he's able to outmaneuver the forcefulness of Vader's just sheer might and gain the upper hand decisively. Like when he he takes Vader down piece by piece, like he starts wrecking the chest piece to slow Vader down. So cool. Oh my goodness, that was glorious. He starts chipping away with the different force pushes and rock hits and then it's the final blow is the saber taking out half of the mask. Awesome. Awesome. Just a methodical, decisive, and complete W for our guy, Obi-Wan. It was, it was in- great. It was incredible. And the voice layover, you mentioned this pre-pod where we get Hayden Christensen's Anakin Skywalker voice, a little bit of the James Earl Jones mixed in, we're just cutting beautiful. in and out. That was that was masterful. That was truly masterful. It was glorious. And on the other side of that conversation or that dialogue is Obi-Wan just distraught, hoping that there's some of his friend left to save. And there's not. There's not. Like, Obi-Wan is leaving it open, right, for Anakin to come back. express remorse, to come back. He doesn't have a desire to kill his friend. He never did. And the devastation that he feels at having to, in some ways, relive what he experienced 10 years before on Mustafar where he's watching Anakin just yell out I hate you I hate you it was devastating but in a different way this time in a way that Obi-Wan isn't going to be crippled right. by it but he's come to terms with
0: the, uh,
1: the just the, the reality. unfortunate yes, reality of the situation that my dear friend is no more he has been he's been killed essentially by this Darth Vader he might as well not even use the word or use the name Anakin anymore which he doesn't which was such a good touch when he says goodbye darth it was yeah that was that was really well done for all the nits we've been picking justifiably so that was really well done he's not using anakin anymore he has come to terms with his friend anakin is dead what is left instead is an evil Sith Lord. That was that was outstanding. That was the a big part of the character progression that we got to see. Um, that was that was incredible. Like I'll rewatch that time and time again. So that that was really well done. Yes. Anything else you want to say about that fight just, scene before we jump over to Tatooine? Just. I mean,
0: we can go into his character progression after. Yep. So we will do that. Yep. So yes, Tatooine.
1: Okay. Tatooine. So Tatooine. Back to the yep. desert planet uh,
0: for the 40 bajillionth time it's, in Star Wars. It's nighttime,
1: so Riva is uh, at, at the farm. And, it's really uh,
0: hot outside. There's two suns. She has to wait for them. I fall. guess.
1: <laughs> I. Good bless it. <laughs> Joel Edgerton, bless you for coming back just to get your butt kicked, buddy. Still good to see you. Held his own. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what he, he could do, he, he did all right. He did all right there. Uh, I really again, liked his character in this. Agreed. Joel brought more to that character than uh, than most could have. So kudos to you, Joel. Aunt Baru, I was impressed by her. She's doing everything she can. Obviously, they can't hold up. Young Luke is forced to go on the run. Riva, on you know, not unexpectedly, corners him, knocks him out. And before she can strike the killing blow, she has her own PTSD, her own flashbacks to and she's seeing herself, right, in Luke's body. And the goal that she has at this point is to try and inflict. And and here's where it's really irrational on her part, right? She's her thought process is hey, if I kill Darth Vader's son, I will have avenged or brought the scales to balance for his act of attempting to kill me and killing all my friends. Vader doesn't even know that's his kid. Right. Doesn't even know that's his kid. It is the emptiest for a lot of reasons, but that being perhaps chief amongst them, it is the emptiest effort at some kind of a vengeful act. Like the lack of rational thought here, it's like, dude... And, and He's not going to no.
0: And if you're going to bring balance, wouldn't you kill more than one kid?
1: <laughs> right? Like, kill like 12 of them. R- right? But as as dark and as unwelcome as that is, correct. You would have to kill hundreds, which we're not advocating for. Please don't do that. We aren't. To be clear, we are not. We are not. We aren't. <laughs> and so, anyway... She doesn't. Obi-Wan's racing back to Tatooine. Not going to arrive in time to be able to intervene. But Reva, she's the Blade, brings Luke back to Owen and Baru, and then has a little heart-to-heart with Obi-Wan. And here's where, here's the best part of the whole Dagon show for her character, is she's this former Jedi youngling who as far as we know transitioned over to the dark side and was going to stay there and now she has an opportunity for a redemption arc. I'm on board with that. All right? That gives that gives her character so much more purpose than anything else that had happened in this show had done. Unfortunately, I just don't think her character was done very well. I think there were pieces that could Could've have been. led to something really really worthwhile. Um, but as far as the main characters of this show are concerned, hers was just. And again, it's not the actress's fault. It just wasn't written. Uh, she, she just didn't seem like she was allowed to do much more than just be ticked off. And she
0: finally showed a second emotion, and it yeah, was the last, the remorse of her character.
1: Yep. Yeah. So I think I think that actress in that role, I would like to see more of her, in spite of all the one note that we got in this previous show so i don't know i say more of her not with her own show i'm not not to to that that extent but if you want to pair her up with obi-wan soften her up a little bit pair her up with obi-wan and they're going out in the galaxy together trying to do some good in a second season okay
0: see i don't even want her in that
1: i'd watch her in that see i would what i would watch her in
0: is if it was a show just focused on the inquisitors And they're going after her. Okay. That would be the premise that I would want to see, or they do it a prequel and they show her as a part of the Inquisitors, whatever. That is what the capacity that I would want to see it as. Yep. Okay. Other than that, I'm kinda like I don't want you with Obi. Let Obi be with Obi. There you go. Let Obi bring like here's a thought, okay? We have a buddy cop movie. It's Obi Wan and Force Ghost Liam. Okay? And it's oh, just gosh. and and no one else can see Liam except Obi One, and it would just be this
1: guy's crazy. Obi- this guy's o- nuts. Obi
0: One and Qui Gon. <laughs> if that happens, you, you I pitched it. Tell you, right you what, here. you're
1: the first one to say it. Give you your royalties right now. Incredible. Okay, so there's Riva. Obi One has a really sweet moment where he is able to meet Luke. Mm -hmm. And we get the hello there line. Hello there. Outstanding stuff. Outstanding nod to their introduction to each other in episode four. Loved that. Um, Enjoyed the little bit of dialogue that we got between Obi-Wan and Uncle Owen. Uh, Enjoyed that Obi-Wan was back in the the white robes with the tall brown boots. Love that. Great look. Still looks good. Good. Really like that. Such a beautiful man. Really like that. Space Jesus has returned. And we get Qui Gon. He shows up. Our guy, and Liam it's Neeson. It's Liam Neeson. God bless you, buddy. I don't know who you are. That's fantastic. Oh, fantastic. I think they held on to that a little too long. I would have For real, though. really, really desired to have seen that. <laughs> Earlier in the show, I understand, and I will not just understand, but I will even go so far as to say, I agree with what you did. I wanted to see it sooner for my own personal satisfaction, but you probably did the right thing holding on to the Qui-Gon reveal until the very end of the show. Yes. Probably did.
0: It makes the most sense because- The
1: character progression, right? Right. Yep. Yep. No doubt. So for as much as I would have enjoyed more of Liam, at the very least, sooner, hey, you did that right, no no arguments here other than pure selfishness on my part. Right. We also get a little bit of Darth Vader interacting with Emperor Palpatine. Um, how, how sold were you with, with that dialogue between those two uh, as far as it being a convincing argument made by Palpatine to have Vader get off the Obi-Wan, I have to hunt him down and kill him? trained like it seemed a little too easy where palpatine was able to say hey you know what let's let that guy go and vader was just like yeah you're right you're right bud you're right it seemed like he agreed with emperor palpatine a little too easily a little too quickly
0: i don't think he really agreed with him anyways i think vader's gonna go off and do whatever vader wants
1: fair like if there's a okay. season two it's gonna so be in other words he's saying the right thing but what he's feeling is that nah, screw the you. sith betray each you. other
0: all the time he's a liar He's lying. Yeah. You think he's yeah. going to forget about obi no. no. Obi-Wan kicked his ass for the second time in 10 years. Okay. And it, the f- second time, I mean, both times are close. But I mean,
1: you, he's still. He's still. He's up two to one. He, Obi-Wan's up he, two to one. Vader got the one on him. But. He torched you, bro. Quite L- literally, literally, literally the first torched, time. You. And yep. the second time, yep.
0: he took out the ventilator. Mm-hmm. He gave you your asthma back. Let's talk about that. He's like, uh-huh, asthma boy. <laughs> and then. <laughs> <laughs> and then he took off part of your scary helmet and made you look like a weak little baby mm. so yeah no he did not drop that he's petty no he's coming back I like that take four or five or I like whatever. that take. so yeah because
1: I wasn't buying it Palpatine I wasn't probably thinks it. that
0: too Palpatine probably knows he's not dropping that sure, sure. He's like oh he shouldn't drop it yeah too easy and then, too, like, easy. Uh-huh. And then Pff,
1: too easy no way yeah no right. doubt right. no doubt no. okay okay like that so that was episode six. Oh, Leia, I, I'm sorry, Leia gets reunited. Uh, I'm, I'm backtracking, I'm, so I'm off the timeline here a little bit. Obi-Wan shares, this is a really great, great piece. Glad I remembered this. Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan shares with Leia what he can, doesn't give names, but shares with her what he can about the qualities that he sees in her and where he believes they came from, from her biological parents. And that was really, really well written. Right. That was, that was really strong. And think, a great conclusion to their character arc with one another.
0: I think having the Skywalker kids involved in the story, like they were, yep. I think it just goes to show how important and how deeply connected Obi Wan Kenobi is as a Star Wars character to the entire prequels and original trilogy. Like he is the glue, essentially. Yeah. So let's like, let's get into
1: it. Let's go big picture. Those are our episode recaps. Right. Let's go big picture. So continue on your on your thread here.
0: Like, I don't know what else I want to say to that.
1: He's critical. He is super. He's critical. very critical. Like,
0: he was a. He pretty much saw the start. Yeah. Of Anakin. Yep. Watched him become Vader. Yep. Or well, watched him defeated him before he could become a Sith. Then finds out. Oh, I didn't finish the job that I thought I finished. Right. And then to be like, okay, well now that he's out there. These kids are going to have targets on their backs. Mm-hmm. Takes care of the kids. Is an actual important pieces in their lives because yes. he saved Leia and he watches over Luke. Although Luke doesn't probably fully understand Obi-Wan's nope. role. But to ha- no, no. he starts to have a relationship with Luke. Mm-hmm. Already has a pre-established relationship with Leia, which goes to show in episode four why she calls out to him, which makes way more sense. You bet. And then you have... He puts Luke on the path to beat Vader. Like, he realized, hey, it's not going to be me. I can't be the one to do it. It's going to have to be somebody else. And for him to basically kickstart Luke's journey into the originals, like,
1: yeah. He's such a key piece. Well, and to show the restraint by episode six, where with episode one, he's trying to convince, and by him, I mean, Obi-Wan's trying to convince Owen that, hey, I need to be able... to to train Luke as a Jedi and now he's showing restraint in episode 6 with pulling completely back from that desire saying no let him let him be a boy let him have his childhood free from the this war that is going on that has gone on and that will eventually impact him but for now let him have a childhood that Anakin didn't get to have, right? Because Luke is at a really similar age. I don't know without Googling if it's the identical age at which Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon encountered Anakin for the first time and brought him into the Jedi fold. But that is a significant piece of character progression that uh, was important. And I don't think I really realized that until just now during our discussion. That was a really critical... Critical thread to to come back to and tie off that. Hey, remember Obi Wan way back in Episode One wanted to train Luke up to be a Jedi. Uh, yeah, we got to come back to that. Nope, not a thing. Um, that was well that was well orchestrated and really well done. I think overall, Riley, that maybe the best thing or the best compliment that I can pay this show is that it adds value to the prequels and. I think it adds value to the original trilogy. Also, I don't think that it had to exist. I view it in a really similar light right now to Rogue One, right? That was very good. Added value again to what came a little bit what came before, primarily what would come after. Um, and if it didn't exist, like those would still those films, those prospective trilogies would still stand on their own merits just fine but i think that this was a story worth telling a story worth exploring because it makes what took place in the prequels i think stronger and it allows us to better appreciate and understand what ends up taking place with obi-wan in particular as a character but also with leia like that was such a surprise i mean we come back to the marketing that we discussed during our episodes one and two recap we didn't know Leia was in the freaking show. Right. So for her to not just be in the show but and to Popper be the in primary the first episode. right, but to be the primary um not protagonist but companion character uh, along with Obi-Wan, that was really well done. That was such a strong move that it allowed all the other nits that we've picked which are still real <laughs> they still exist. I think it was such a strong insertion Of that character that it allows those nits to exist but not overwhelm the good qualities of the show right like that was that was outstanding i loved and had no clue that that was something i would want to see or enjoy but that was outstanding right and i feel
0: like for for to qualify as a star wars show or a star wars movie there there have to be nits to pick
1: right at this point
0: yeah right like that's yeah. just a key component of a Star Wars film <laughs> or show like there's there's going to be stuff that doesn't make sense or irritates you so little bit but like yeah i mean we we did get a young luke too cuz at one point mm-hmm. i was like i don't think we're going to get a young luke mm-hmm. and i'm okay with that and then pff, he had his one one episode right which is fine but like i don't know i think just a character the character progression of obi-wan hmm. throughout this entire show was just so well done and the fact that he goes from a man that lost all complete faith in what he did for most of his entire life doesn't touch the force yeah he's like being a jedi i can't i can't be who I, who I was
1: right he's actively rejecting right that he's actively pushing against it not just neglecting but just pushing back against it and coming to this realization that he's like,
0: this is not all my fault. Yep. Like, I did everything I could in my power. Um. Now, what people need are me at my power. Mm-hmm. Like, now is the time where we do need Jedi. Yeah. He's like, they need me now. Yep. They need Obi-Wan. They don't need Ben. Yep. And for him to like, it pretty much just goes off at the end of this to be like, He's probably gonna go find out more about the Jedi and himself, and I don't know. It just feels like feels like we got Obi Wan back. It
1: does. It does. It, it was. It was great. It was great for what it primarily needed to be, which was us as Star Wars fans getting to spend excuse me some quality time with Obi Wan and to see him. You know, I'm glad we didn't linger too long in the Obi Wan power down realm. Oh, thank God. Right. Uh, By episode four, he's got his mojo back. So we see Obi-Wan flexing in episodes four, five, and six, Um, five and six in particular. That was great. That was, that was really, really great. Again, plenty of flaws in the show. It's not perfect, but to your point, that's almost part of the the Star Wars legacy at this point is, yeah, no kidding. It wasn't perfect. Uh, (laughs) So what, what would you like to see moving forward? Because the way this concluded, they could very easily pick one of two paths. They could either say, we did what we set out to do, we're done, and that would be satisfying enough. Or they could run it back because there's a lot unexplored with Obi-Wan. I think there's more that we could see with him. There's more for him to do between now and what is it, 15 years down the road to when he's now the the old hermit that encounters Luke Skywalker. So there's plenty of time that we could still spend with Obi-Wan. The Inquisitors, we got very little of. Strong tease, but very little uh, actual taste and time with. I don't know. um, On the Darth Vader side, do we want to see more of him? Yes, but what would he be doing? I don't know. Um, I think there's more they could do if they wanted to. What do you think?
0: I think if... First of all, I just want to say I'm perfectly fine with them leaving off where it is. Mm-hmm. I think they set out to do what they wanted to do. If they were going to do anything out of this, I, I almost want to just have Vader and Obi-Wan be separate for a little while. Mm-hmm. Like, I want them yep. to focus on something else, whether yep. it be Darth Maul, which I don't know how Rebels goes with Maul. I know the ending for Maul, but I don't know the in-betweens. Sure. And they kind of showed Maul's influence in the Solo movie. Sure. Um, was still around. So I think that would be something that they could explore. Gotcha. Um, especially because they have such a um, fun history between the two of them. Yep. yep. Or, or, like...
1: Best friends, I think, right? Right.
0: Right. And then, uh, have, or having them, you know, not even him and Maul, but maybe having a the Inquisitor still on the hunt for Obi-Wan. That would be something to explore. But, like, I think I'm done with him. I, I think I'm done with him and Vader for now.
1: Agreed. I, I think that needs to be... You
0: have to be careful with Vader. Yeah. And then, yeah. for me as well, like...
1: You could maybe have Vader doing some solo things, but I, I, I totally agree. I think they need to not be interacting. I think that if you bring them back into each other's path, I think all that does is damage what you've accomplished already. Right. Yep.
0: And so, if yeah, so if I want to see Obi Wan again, and the I think the best promising part of that would be we would definitely get him exploring more of the Force mm. with. Qui Gon. Yep. And they aren't afraid to go off Tatooine with him. And it seems like he is okay with leaving Luke by himself for a little while. Yep. Two promising things because I do not want another story on Tatooine. I don't. You can go to Tatooine, but I don't want you to stay on Tatooine. There's too much of the desert. Yep. So, like, even that planet they fought on was amazing and cool. But if we were to get Vader. I would rather just have a Vader show. Yep. Don't have Obi-Wan in it. Have Vader, like, where it is in the comics, where it's Vader hunting the Jedi. Just have him go off. Yep. Have him brutally murdering them. Maybe show him running the Inquisitors. Yep. And having them, you know, do that if you're going to bring Vader in. okay. And guess what? Have Hayden Christensen be in the suit keep him in the suit. I think that's great because you can take that advantage where you have maybe those flashbacks or you yep. have those yep. like what I wanted was more Vader inner dialogue and we didn't really okay. get that sure. to that extent. Sure. Like it would have been it would have been fun for me for him to have that battle between Anakin and Vader in his head. Yep. That tug because yep. there's a tug there maybe not right now because he said vader killed anakin but we all know vader didn't kill anakin vader left a little of anakin left yeah right so that is what i would like to see from a vader perspective i think i'm okay with them not crossing paths for a while
1: yeah i think they i think they really need to not cross paths ever again i think this needs to be i think that needs to be it until uh episode four I, i really do yeah, I I'll be fascinated to see how it plays out. Without question, there's going to be, you know, branch off shows that that come out of this series. Um, the Inquisitors are probably the the most likely. Um, sure, seems like they want to do more with Riva, um, and that's and and that's fine. But I think for me, the biggest piece is what I'm satisfied. What I'm happy about is. I can include this in years from now when I get to rewatch all these movies with my kids, right? I get to include this as part of that experience. Right. Like, still to be determined, will we watch the originals first or the prequels first? Either way, wherever this winds up, whether we go chronologically in terms of how the story progresses or how the movies and shows are released, this is going to be in there. Because it's it's a worthy inclusion into that pantheon, into that story. Um, imperfect though it is, it uh, it does enough right to to be worthwhile and to be enjoyed. Right? right, just like we said very early in this episode. You know, adjust your expectations. If you're expecting perfect, uh, boy, you're going to be hard to you know you're going to find it hard to be pleased or enjoy something. But if you're willing to. Uh, you don't have to blind yourself to the nits. I don't think we're blinding ourselves to any of the <laughs> the very obvious nits. We're going that's that's dumb. Don't do it that way. But I think we're in a healthy spot, able to still observe and identify the the flaws and enjoy it for what it is, which is it's entertaining. And it's they, a great story.
0: And they definitely did Ewan McGregor and mm. Hayden Christensen justice, no doubt. Like, and the fact that those two are up for coming back for those roles sure. should be enough to be like, okay, I'm, 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 I'm ready for more.
1: Yeah. And you know, and Hayden was, he wasn't impressive as an actor in those first, in the prequels. And I wonder now seeing Reva in this, ep, sorry, not episode, but in this show, it reminds me an awful lot of what Hayden was asked to do as Anakin In episodes two and three, like where I wonder if could they could they have given him like more, more room? I I don't know. I I don't know. I think that's a question that has no real answer.
0: I think with the flashback, they really did Anakin justice. Yep. Because it was you could see that he had that pull. Sure. From the get go of light side, dark side, light side, dark side. Yep. So, and I think I'm okay with his performance in three. I don't think the dialogue was in his favor. No, it's not. No, not. And that's not. a that's on George Lucas. Yep. Till the day I die. Yep. Okay. No question. But the angst that Anakin had, I yep. thought he did really well with, because Anakin's like you're supposed to have that. Okay, this guy, you can clearly see why he turned. Yep. Because he yep. hated Sand so much. <laughs> That it was just too much for him to do no anymore.
1: No more desert. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Any final thoughts, Riles?
0: I love you, Ewan. Thank you so much.
1: No doubt. Yeah. That's Great all things. I got. Great thanks. So, well, that's a, that's a hearty time of, of <laughs> chatting about our guy Obi Wan.
0: One yeah, topic. How about that for an hour and twenty minutes? Ewan's worth we it. We
1: nailed he's, it. He is. He's absolutely worth it. it. He's absolutely worth it. No question. Glad we had that experience. What right. a great thing! What a great thing! So, should we wrap? Let's do.
0: Um, on that note, um, catch us on
1: all the social media on
0: YouTube and YouTube and Facebook at JP and the Beans Talk. Um, you're listening to us, so obviously you found one of our podcast streams. We're everywhere. Love that we're podcast streams. My goodness! If you want to catch little highlights. Slash clips. Check us out on Instagram at JP and the Beanstalk or at TikTok on the Magic Beans Productions, where we also show clips from our other podcast. And by other, I mean my other one, um, <laughs> at Cloudy with a Chance of Beans. Love it. On that note, Godspeed. Peace.